we're all protecting you. We have, we have all protected, protected you. you. About my marriage? About what you told us about your marriage. With the mostest? We you told us. Okay, I don't know. Don't, don't ever so breathe. So so Let me tell you something. The only thing. If I want to see that, I would have wrote it. I'm not really sure what I've done to you, but I'm not Hello, everyone, and welcome back to the Hot and Bravo podcast, part of the Buttered Pop Network. It's Eddie Estrada here with my co-host. Matthew, how you doing, Edward? I'm doing okay. It's getting colder, but I'm I'm sticking through. I'm a, a little bit store, sore, not store. <laughs> I've been working out. I've been tired. I've been working. It's well, you're in for your first um, winter storm this weekend. I, the, well, bomb the bomb cyclone. cyclone. I know. Are you excited? <laughs> she moves her money like a cyclone. She makes me want to do it all night long. I, why, I wish, I really wish I had never said the words bomb cyclone. Baby bash. Baby bash. Come on. No, I'm aware. I just, that was my vibe. I, yeah. I grew up on that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh my God. Oh How my are God. you? I'm fine. <laughs> I'm having a bit of a week. I won't bore the listeners with what's going on, but I'm just, I'm a little overwhelmed, but it's fine. I'm glad we're doing this because this is like my happy place. So, I mean, at least I'm not as dysfunctional as Meredith Marks, you know, no one, I feel, I feel good knowing that at least my, my psyche is a little more intact than hers. At least you're not 60 years old and still making these same mistakes. Is she 60? No, she's got to be in her fifties. Oh, well, right? you would never know with all that work. No, they all look great. I think they're in all they're in. They're all except for Whitney. They're all in their 40s and 50s. OK, OK. Well, yeah, sorry, Whitney's, Whitney's our age. <laughs> Whitney's no, like a couple years older than I am. <laughs> our age. I'm I'm a baby. I'm baby bias. OK, you're you're turning 30 this year. Like, calm the fuck down. <laughs> Oh, I'm sorry. Well, no, don't be sorry. It's not you. You've been such a great friend. Uh, I've just been having a, a funky week and I'm, I just, when I think I'm out of it, it pulls me back in, but well, again, there, I'm glad I'm here. There was good news from your mother. <gasps> oh, okay. We have to start the pod today. Y'all we have an official housewives real life run in. Uh, unfortunately it wasn't one of us, but, uh, my mother and father who still currently reside in Southern California, they were, um, in the orange County area this past week and they decided to go one to one of their uh old frequent hot spots back when they were in their uh 20s and when they were dating they used to go to the quiet woman which i did not know they used to uh go out on to dates in corona del mar uh where the quiet woman is and for those of you who don't remember the quiet woman has <laughs> been the scene of a quite a few uh scenes from previous seasons of oc most famously when kelly dodd and shannon bedore got into a fight kelly dodd uh calling her a big piggy and telling her to eat up all of her food and then shannon picked up the plate and said this isn't my plate you fucking bitch and threw it at her that was at the quiet iconic i love that iconic so uh my mother the other day texted me and eddie and uh with a picture of uh you know, her at the quiet woman and then told us that while they were there, they were finishing up their meal and they noticed that Terry and Heather Dubro were having drinks. And my mother is not one to go up to people uh, that are, that are famous or celebrities or whatever and, and say anything to them. But because she knows that we do this podcast and because I got her hooked on the housewives during the pandemic, she just couldn't resist. And she also actually, even before she watched the housewives, she was a huge and still is a huge fan of botched. So she was a Terry Dubrow fan before she was a Heather Dubrow fan, but she decided to uh, go up to them and say hello. 
And they ended up having like a 20 minute conversation. Terry and Heather were so kind. Uh, they talked about their kids. They talked about living in Southern California. Uh, my mother gushed about uh, how much she loves botched and gushed to Heather, how much we love her and how much we talk about her and how much we're so happy that she's back on OC. And they could not have been more generous and more gracious and more, they could not have been kinder to my parents. And I just wanted to give them both a shout out. Terry and Heather Dubrow, if you're listening, thank you so much for being so nice to yes, my parents. Thank you. Uh, I mean, I didn't expect anything less from the two of you, but I'm just so glad to know that like these people that we talk about in um, on the podcast are actually kind and and nice in real life, even if they do go off the rails from time to time, because that's what reality TV stars do. But uh, I just thank you so much. And hopefully we get to re- uh, meet you someday. And hopefully you all will come to New York and we'll have a and cocktail. Not all Bravo celebrities are nice. Let's just say that no, it and- is very rare to find someone that was as gracious and kind as Heather was to your 100%. mother. 100%. And you, when, again, sometimes they're great on TV and they're not in real life and vice versa. Sometimes we, they're, they're portrayed as terrors on TV and they're actually great in real life. So and sometimes they're bad off and on screen like Ramona Singer. Exactly. Uh, so... It was a great little run-in, a great little uh, real-life moment for uh, the podcast. So we just had to share that. There will be another real-life moment. We can't say who will be on the episode, but we will be at Watch What Happens Live (gasps) on Monday the 31st. Yes, we will. So make sure y'all tune in to watch because we will be... Maybe maybe you'll see us in the audience. Oh, you'll definitely (laughs) see us in the audience. Um, Before we get to the other uh, shows of the week... Which, by the way, there was no OC this week, which I didn't know about that. Did I was you? so upset. Me too. I literally texted you and I was like, is there no OC? You're like, no, there's a second Vanderpump. And I was like, oh, they're really trying well, to finish off And at off least there season. was a second Vanderpump. You know what I mean? Yeah. At least there wasn't just a, a rerun a of lull, something. yeah. Um, but I just want to say two things. I'm super excited about New Jersey starting next week. Next week? Yes, February 1st. Oh, my goodness. So excited. And then, if y'all haven't seen the trailers for Candy and the Gang. Oh, Which is yes. Candy Burris' version of Vanderpump Rules, essentially. Y'all... I'm calling it now. I think this is going to, I think this is going to knock out every other show. I think this think? is, uh-huh. I think it's going to be like, we talk about Summer House and VPR and all these, and Winter House, these offshoots that we're, we're really in love with. I think this is going to be the number one offshoot. All right. The personalities look amazing. I love seeing Candy and Todd. I, I'm really, I'm really thrilled. Well, we'll take your word for it. I think it's going to be great. I don't think it will be the best, but we can agree to disagree. Famous, That's famous why we last have these words, podcasts. Edward. Famous last words. You know what? I've been wrong before, and I'll be wrong again. What do you want to do first? Let's talk SLC. Let's talk yeah. about those ladies of Salt Lake. It was more of a filler episode, but I do feel like we got some. There was lots of yelling. Lots of yelling. Uh, Meredith. the The plot is thickening. I, you know, finally we get to sort of I think the under. Uh, part of the underbelly of why Meredith is so incensed with Jen. Cause yes, her, if Jen and her team were bullying her kids on the internet secretly, like, of course that would bother me as well. But knowing that Jen may have been canoodling with a current slash old flame of Meredith's when she and Seth were on the rocks, the, now everything is starting to come together. When they yeah. when they brought that up, I was like, oh, here we she, go. She definitely has a vendetta against Jen Shaw. I think she definitely was out for blood with her, and it's becoming more and more apparent. I don't think this was just about Brooks. No. And I don't want her saying, don't talk about my children ever again, because she could have called 
anyone on that phone in that room to complain. And, and she, she called, called Brooks. Brooks. I could not he believe it. He is a cast it. member, and I am ready for these ladies to take him down. Oh, okay. Well, I'm not going to go that far, <laughs> but I understand where you're coming from. Take all the Marks family Mary down. Just can't keep, she can't keep getting up and leaving. She's got to stand there and sit there and own her side of the yeah. story. And when she yells and gets upset and walks away, she's she's you know, matching Jen in terms of ridiculousness. Yes. You become the you become the one that's in the wrong when you do that, Meredith. And she knows it too. I just was uh, I could not get a handle on it. Also, I can't believe I'm saying this, but I just feel bad for Lisa. I mean, okay, so it sounds like Lisa was trying to explain what people were talking about in regards to the memorial and Meredith, and then Meredith just blows up and then goes on this tirade against Lisa, and I love Lisa being like, can we just talk it out? And Meredith cannot talk it out with her. No. And I love the ladies, like, hiding and listening in and, like, being like, oh, go, 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 go. I mean, go, I would be doing the same thing. I would be doing the exact same thing. And the thing about Meredith is, like, you can't wipe the whole circle out because then you're not going to be on the show. Yeah. Like that's number one. Number two, you have to admit that when you're being cryptic about Jen and when you're talking about hiring a PI, the women are naturally going to ask questions and they're yeah. going to get curious when you and Mary don't show up on the, uh, the, uh, the bus, people are naturally going to like wonder what the hell is going on. But yeah, you're so right. The girl's in bed. Uh, Whitney totally hung over bringing in the water jug in the morning being like, uh, Meredith yelled at me and I just looked at her and ran away. Like we got to get, <laughs> get under the covers. Like I, I just Meredith. I, and I kind of wish they had done a package of this. I thought they were going to, but Meredith is the one that keeps freaking out on Lisa. Yeah. She keeps losing her cool. And Lisa's, tr- I, I think genuinely trying to kind of piece things together and I'm shocked to say that I do think that I do think Lisa was right when Meredith was conflating what happened at the dinner last night to what yes. Lisa said yes. and kind of churned it up into this whole big storm. Exactly. And let's be real. Meredith was the one carrying around that jug of Tito's all <laughs> yeah. night at the club. So let's I, her her thinking was impaired. Did you notice that Mary was in a Brooks Marks tracksuit? Yeah, she's sucking the teat of Meredith Marks oh. to no degree, <laughs> as is Meredith to Mary. They're hitching each other to the wagons of the other. And I'm sorry to say Mary's wagon has fallen off because she's not coming back next season. Even though Heather and Jen were seen film filming outside of Mary's church and Mary got really upset about it. Oh, really? Um, Yeah. Ooh. So there's that whole thing. But I'm going to tell you, next season, Meredith is going to be crawling on her hands and legs, begging for friendship back with these ladies after the way she's alienated them this season. Yeah, I agree. I mean, I'm, I'm amazed that they could get their shit together enough to do that climbing thing because that actually looked a lot of fun. I want to go to Zion so bad. My parents went to Zion. My dad had gone... I think he's been twice, but they've done the hikes and all of it. It's beautiful. It's Be- I mean, gorgeous. Amazing. I liked Mary trying to be like, this is, this is who I am. This is what I'm feeling. Like, this is what, this is, this reminds me of my childhood. And she's like barely making it down the hill. Like could not be like less athletic, but like, again, the mark of a good franchise is when they can fucking yell and scream and go completely nuts. And then you got Mary apologizing to Jenny. We have Club Zion in the house and yeah. we have them all just like going bonkers. Like when they can fight hard, but make up hard and party hard. Like this is the best girls trip ever. Like this is, this is why this is such a good franchise. So I have, I have a question to pose. Do you think Mary knew about Jenny's 
posts and views and maybe that's why she's so dismissive of Jenny or do you think she just has a beef with Jenny? I think she just has a beef with Jenny. Well, I think now she has a bigger beef because of yeah. all those posts that came to light. But no, I don't think I don't think any of us knew, no. least of all them. And again, Facebook is such a like archaic like no one's on Facebook ancient anymore. platform now that like Stop, I, and it's so, but it's so, it's still so big in terms of how many people are on it and like how many pages exist. So for something to get lost in the shuffle for a while makes sense to me. But then for someone to go and dig it up and find it, it doesn't surprise me whatsoever. So a couple updates on Jenny. We just want to let everyone know she's been fired from Bravo, um, which I loved because the comments were all like Ramona next. Like, oh, so you're not allowed to say bad stuff on the show, but or off the show. But when you're on the show, you can say whatever you want. And again, like people are allowed to make mistakes and say the wrong thing, do the wrong thing from time to time and like forgiveness and and being able to redeem yourself. Like I'm all for it. But when things like that get posted and it and it's pretty clear that you have some deep seated beliefs about an entire race of people, it's like I don't no one like that should have a platform. There's a difference between There's, racism and mistakes. Yes. I just, we just want to make that clear. Yes. Like, and uh, like, and I, again, we invite, we're, we're not going to repeat what was said uh, on these posts because it's pretty gross. So we invite you to go to Facebook and check them out yourselves. But there's a difference here. And Jenny crossed that line pretty clearly. And I'm glad that Bravo acted that way. But I do think that bringing up Ramona is a totally fair thing to bring up because Ramona is just as bad, if not worse. And she's still, I mean, granted, we still haven't heard exactly what's going on with New York. Uh, I, I'm sure that's a conversation that they're having right now, but Ramona can't continue to be on a platform if she's going to do this. Exactly. We can't give people like this a platform. When things come to light, it's okay to discuss them. But once they happen, we have to take action and we have to make sure that they know what they're doing is not correct. And at this point, that's what needs to happen with Ramona. Cause it's just gross. Like there's so many people out there who aren't like this, that serve. To have there's a, so many have other moment on a housewife show. Yes. You know what I mean? There's so many people that can take that role. And especially in Salt Lake. I mean, I'm not worried that we're going to find people that are just as crazy, but not as racist. Mm-hmm. Well, uh, okay. So summer house or VPR? Well, before we get to that, I just want to say next episode of SLC looks pretty good. Did you catch Heather in her midsummer headdress of all the flowers? <laughs> I'm like, where's the bear? When are they going like, to like tuck everlasting? What's like, what's <laughs> happening here? But I'm very excited to see Lisa's hot mic moment where she's a whore. She's after everyone in New York. I mean, and that makes, and I got to tell you, this just furthers my mind and theory that this just furthers my theory that Meredith Mark is a fraud. Her whole family is a sham. I, oh I've, I said this from the beginning. I think her in relation, her in her relationship with Seth, after it was put under fire last season, they really are just putting up the smoke and mirrors. All of her kids, except for the one probably that went to rehab, have had a ton of plastic surgery, including her. They are not who they say they are. They're all trying to pull the wool over one's eyes. I think she's the next one to come out with the big I would agree. Okay, I'll agree with you that I think there are things about her marriage with Seth that are a little coordinated and calculated because of what was on the show before and the fact that they want to move forward and change the narrative. Sure. I'm not so sure about the kids. I think they're just kids and they're following suit. And if Meredith was my mom and was behaving kind of like this, you know, this way, you know, you kind of follow suit. You just kind of, you you mimic. I, I don't know. I don't think she's a huge fraud. I think that she is just taking this moral high ground where she doesn't belong because she also has some skeletons in the closet that like, 
are going to come are, to light. Are going to come to light. You know, so <laughs> you are ready to fucking put the nail in the Mark's coffin. Yeah, they're the next one on my list. Mary, Jenny, Catch Meredith. us next season and something happens and, and it goes, you know what? I was wrong about them. No, I don't think it's going to happen. <laughs> okay, fine, I'm a Scorpio. Fine, fine. I'll dig my heels. Oh, yeah, you will. Down. Yes, you will. Okay, Summer House. Let's move on. Okay. Okay. So with Kyle, let's just start there. Why don't we? Um, Kyle, you're not being punished for that one mistake all those years ago. Yeah. You continue to get blackout drunk, say and do harmful things to your girlfriend, and continue to go out for hours at a time and not just close where you are and what you're doing. You do it over and over and over and over again. And yes, it started with the, the time that you cheated on Amanda, but it happens all the time. And this entire weekend, you were blackout drunk. If my significant other was upset and it had to do with my drinking and it's something that we've been working on in therapy. And oh, by the way, I signed a contract with your parents that if I did this anymore, that we wouldn't be getting married and I'd have to pay for my half. I'd have to pay for the whole wedding. I would take a huge step back and reassess. But he doubled down, got wasted the whole time. And I, if I were Amanda, I, I'm sorry. I don't know what I would do. I, I feel so bad for her. I, I have to agree. I think she really needs to take a look at her relationship. And I mean, when Maya, Kyle, Carl, and Lindsay went to, and Danielle went to that brewery and they were talking and they're like, so what's the story about the relationship? You guys were, you know, engaged and you were together for five years. And like, then all of a sudden it, it ended. She goes, we were having the same fights over and over again. And I just couldn't live that way anymore, which should have been a wake up call for Kyle in that moment because they're good except for this one issue that they have. And it really pisses me off when Kyle's like, well, Amanda's working on stuff too. What Amanda is working on is dealing with the trauma and working through the trauma that you have caused and embedded into your relationship. Well, I didn't appreciate Danielle saying that she was basically saying that, oh, Amanda's allowed to get fucked up and do whatever she wants, but Kyle can't. It's like, no, 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 no. Amanda, like anybody else who doesn't have a problem with alcohol, is allowed to have a couple drinks and, and have a good time from now and then. Amanda doesn't get drunk and Cheap. sleep with other people. She doesn't yeah. get drunk and disappear for hours at a time. She doesn't get drunk and say and do horrible things to her significant other. She just doesn't. So it's a false equivalency on Danielle's part. And well, I'm going to put a pin in Danielle for a second because I want to get to her and Robert in a minute. But I really didn't appreciate that comparison that she made. But like, Kyle, what are you fucking doing at a fucking brewery? And what are you fucking doing at the 4th of July party putting on a wig and acting like a total idiot? I just don't... I. I don't know why he's doubling down. I So my thing is, I think he is just like, if I just keep going, like if I just keep living my life, I maybe can show her that like I can do this and still be a good guy, but and maybe she's not for, doing well. Uh, but like, know. I get the brewery. He needs the hair of the dog. His favorite holiday is 4th of July. Well, he's a white guy. What That's, do you expect? I love America. It's like, oh God, your stock is plummeting, Kyle. Well, for the love of God, the party did look very fun. Though, wait, but before we get to the party, I just want to pause and say my jaw dropped when we had this MCU, BC, BCU, I guess you could say Bravo Cinematic Universe crossover, finding out that Maya's ex-fiance <gasps> is Kwame from Top Chef. I could I not believe it. I was shocked. My jaw hit the floor. I was like, the, I was like, when you get like an after credit scene or like the moment when like <laughs> someone comes to in like a Marvel movie and you're, everyone's like in the audience like, ah, what? I was literally like, this is insane. I was shocked. But I also, now, but it also just brought up so many questions about Maya. Like, is, is she also in the culinary world? She is. Okay, great. So maybe yeah. she and Robert will make some, you know, cool 
meals vibe together you know, uh, this uh, summer. But um, well, speaking of Robert, yeah. What did you? Well, I would love. Okay, what was your take on Danielle and Robert? So I completely get both of their sides in this situation, in this relationship. They've been together before quarantine ended. Obviously, they were spending all of their time together. They've been living together for nine months. They're madly in love. He has got this fantastic opportunity to open this restaurant in New York City, but because of that, his schedule is crazy yeah late nights early mornings probably working around the clock trying to make this restaurant successful Mm -hmm. danielle works from home we've known this for a while i mean maybe she's going back to the office now she's very busy as well so her schedule is kind of crazy but she works a regular nine to five to where she can turn it off at five o'clock maybe six or seven if she has a late night the weekends are free and so her schedule is a little bit more coordinated he can't always give that to her. He can kind of make a tentative schedule and say, this is what I think it's going to be. But she needs to understand at the end of the day that like he, his, his life is a little bit more flexible in this, not flexible, but like it's a little bit more loose in terms of scheduling. Now saying that he also needs to make an effort to take the time to be with her when he can. And if that means coming to the house and spending the three hours in a car ride and coming cooking and enjoying the time with her, that's fine. And I get that at the party he was cooking all of the seafood for the broil and that was kind of keeping him from her. But then next time, let's not make him cook all the food. Totally. Where she lost me, I agree with everything you just said. Where she lost me was when she started talking about it with, was it Maya or was it Lindsay? I think it was. She was talking about it was or Amanda. She was talking about it with someone and he was like, wait a second. You're why? Like, what are you doing? Like, why are you airing our dirty laundry? Why, like, why are you bringing me over here to talk about something that's between you and I? with this person. Like it was just, it was very, I would have been like weirded out too. It's like, no, 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 no. Like let's not make this a bigger deal than it is. Like this is just something that we're going to work through, but like, we're not fighting right now. Yeah. But I also, I also can see she was probably also a little loaded. She was definitely drunk. And like, (laughs) of course you're going to talk to your girlfriends about this, but I think she was like drunk and she was like, well, Robert's right there and I don't want to talk behind his back. So like, let's just bring him in. I think she really does care. I do feel for her. I don't think, I don't think she's trying to start drama. I think she's definitely her. It just, it was a little messy. Um, speaking of people that are going to get hurt. Oh, poor Andrea. Okay. Well, that's well, he, happened with he Andrea. flat out he did get hurt. get hurt. Let's talk about that. Which by the way, that girl was batshit crazy. He pushed her into the pool at a pool party with her phone, whatever. You don't push a girl in the pool, whatever things happen. People are wild. Then you like, you say like, that was really rude. Like you shouldn't have done that. I'm very upset. You don't, pull his hair out of the pool and slap his face, make him bleed and be like, and then, ste- and, then yeah. and then kick and his, kick, like kick, kick him. him. And ha- uh, it was insane. I, w- I would have literally been like a man. I would have literally been like Paige. I would have said like, you're not leaving yet. You're going to go sit in this room right here and we're calling the police. He's going to be filing assault charges against you. Do you want to deal with that? Then you need to go and apologize to him right now. It was wild. Her saying like, I want to go fight a girl. I mean, I would have been and I've been, I would have gone in there and I've been like, <laughs> are you kidding me right now? Like I'm calling the police. Like you are a crazy ass bitch. Yeah. And you are never allowed back on this property. Insane. I mean, that's the thing is that they were all pushing each other into the pool all day. Everybody was. It's a pool party. It was. It I was... have been pushed into the pool in full clothes. And yeah, I've been annoyed, but I'm not going to like 
No, again, use your words and tell someone that you don't like that and that wasn't okay. But like to fully, who are these crazy bitches that they're letting into these parties? Like, was oh my god, that that was also my question: is what was the screening process for the people coming? Do they have to know one of the cast members? I don't know. I mean, probably hit them up on Instagram and be like, "Can I come?" And then yeah, the passcode is like summer house. I don't know what it is. (laughs) I mean, they're probably probably part of them are cast by like the production company. Part of them are friends, and part of them are friends of friends. So they could have just known someone, or they could have even been in the Hamptons and like Kyle could have been like hey come to our party or Carl could have been like oh you seem chill come to our party I I don't know I feel like I just feel like the like they they just need to be more careful with the people that they bring into these events. Yeah, you know we're available. I, I can go to the hundred percent. We're, we're the not summer. far. We're not far away. Um, yeah. I again like I I think I'll feel differently when Craig shows up, but. I love Andrea and I just see how much he's falling for Paige. And I, and let me just say, I think it's great that Paige is doing what she's doing, playing the field, keeping her options open. Like she's just doing it her way. And I love that. I just, she's got two great choices in my mind. You know what I mean? And I think, I mean, that's what she said. This is what 29 is supposed to be yeah, like. Living and I my disa- best life. And I don't disagree with her. I just, Oh God, I feel like he's going to be really heartbroken because Craig's going to come and it's going to, you know, at the same time, I do feel like he did miss his boat a little no, bit. Oh, you're right. You're if right. He, I mean, it might have taken him a, him a while to realize, but she was ready for him. And he was like, I don't know. And then Craig stepped in and, you know, Craig, I think she sees more of like a real future with like as much as Andrea's fun and might be in love with her. It doesn't feel like a forever kind yeah. of thing. And I hate to say that. And I think Paige is like realizing, yeah, it's fun to be 29 and like jumping around. But, you know, I'm going to be 30, 31, 32, 35, 40 soon. And at the end of the day, like I only see this thing with Andrea being like a fling. Like it's going to yeah, just be a sun fun summer fling. Yeah. And it's it's like little, you know, it's little things like where Paige is goes into the other room and gives Craig a call to see how he's doing. Yeah. Or she, or he calls her, you know what I mean? Like yeah, that's more intimate. That's more of a connection than what's going on with Andrea. Like Andrea's the, like definitely hot. Oh my God. Definitely it, I fun. Can't look at him for it's, too long. It makes me want to weep. It's, it's just like, so, he's gorgeous. Oh my gosh. And, and uh, uh, Craig is cute. Like I definitely think Craig is oh, cute. totally handsome. It, but like, I get why she's going to use this while she can. But when Craig comes, I think he's just going to really show her like, and I think Craig has been looking well, for Austin someone shows like Paige too, for a while. Right? Yeah. But I do not like Austin Ooh. and you know that. And, and I'll, on one more thing, even though I'm thrilled about Carl and Lindsay, if that wasn't happening, I wouldn't be mad to see a Sierra Carl situation. Oh, me either. Come and check out my meat. His, him on the grill. I was dying. Yeah. I, I, they like, that's a really fun connection. I don't know if anything's going to come of it. Probably not because Austin's coming next week. But if Lindsay wasn't in the picture, I would be thumbs up for that. I got to say, I loved Lindsay in this episode. She was so fun and funny. She's like, if the pheromones are coming from me, I can't (laughs) help it. Going to everyone. She's like, hi, I'm Lindsay. What's your name? Everyone at the party. She was like working that party like she was the queen of the universe. And I loved it. Hot girl Lindsay, hot girl summer. She gives me life. You know, I just, I have the biggest soft spot for Lindsay in the the entire world. I do want to say one thing. Something stuck with me with that Kyle said at the party that I think is kind of the source of, or maybe why he is drinking heavily. I think that because there has been so much 
drama between the two of them. Their marriage, ha- their wedding has been pushed back. This is the third time they're planning when he was like, the spark is gone. I think that is the source of the issue for him. And I think that's something that they both need to acknowledge maybe and work on together because if they've been through this and he kind of feels like he's having to get married to her, it's, that's not, that's not good. No. And it, it made me really sad for Amanda. And I hope Amanda didn't watch it and be like, we never talked about this. I hope that they, he brings that up and maybe she brings it up and they work through it. But like, again, we do, we've, we've only just started the season, but like, I don't, I right now don't see, I mean, even though I know that they're married, that they like spoiler y'all, they did, they did get married. We already know this, but like, I don't, I don't see that marriage lasting at all. Ugh, I don't. Which breaks my and heart. And I'm sorry, but like Kyle has a drinking problem. And Kyle, until he's willing to acknowledge that and figure that out, which unfortunately I don't think he's ever going to because he owns a liquor company. Um, I just... Well, Lisa Barlow owns Vita Tequila and she doesn't drink. But that's what I'm saying is like, you you can you can do both. But, you but need Kyle, to make I don't decision. think, is able to do both. No. I mean, yeah. at least not now, because he hasn't been able to show us that he can. Uh, we will have to wait and see. But an- I mean, I know we didn't talk about him also, but I was going to say another great episode of somewhere else. Alex is boring to me. Him and Maya should team up because they they do not know how to talk to anybody. No, I don't. I got to say, I don't think I like Alex. Like, I think he's like, I don't he's think he's right weird. For the he's like too type A. No, it's yeah. He's one of those like hot people where like his only thing about him is that he's hot he has like no personality no he only focuses on his eating and his working out it's like do you have anything else and him like also being like the girl being like oh what's like my type is more of like a bear gorillas like whatever and he's like well bye like you're not even gonna finish the conversation like don't be an asshole he he clearly doesn't have a lot of game he doesn't have any game. No. Not a, a, like it just blows That's my why mind. I think he and Maya should have a conversation because she doesn't either. But she at least has an excuse. She's well, she just got out of a relationship. Yeah, she hasn't been dating relearning. forever. He's just a loser. Schmuck is, yeah. <laughs> I just don't know. I feel, I feel bad for him. I don't. <laughs> I really am just on one today, I guess. No, I love it. I have my favorites. Take no and prisoners. I, I have my favorites and I have my people I don't like. Take my prisoners. Yeah. Speaking of which, let's go to Vanderpump Rules. Yeah, uh, I love that uh, Lisa's grandma name is Nanny Pinky. That's hilarious to me. It's I absolutely so love it. spot on. I was very shocked. I mean, like we said earlier, they didn't have OC. They got Vanderpump Rules episode parts one and two back to back, which is like, I think they're like, we just got to finish this. We got to wrap this up. I don't think the ratings have been good. People haven't been watching. I definitely think there's going to be another season. At least I hope there oh, is. 100%. Again, this was a rebuilding year. I'm not worried at all. I still enjoyed it. Bring back Stassi. But uh, I don't know about you, but right away, I fully started crying when James and Raquel started talking about their breakup. I got so emotional. I I mean, I think they all, they said it all. Like, I, I think it's amazing that the two of them, like, figured this out and sorted this out before they got married and things got worse. Um. I was shocked to hear that they hadn't slept together in like almost two years. Uh, it was just, it was just shocking the whole thing. And I'm really glad that they put this all out there and they were very honest and open. It was very mature, especially for the two of them. And I mean, I, th- I think it was hilarious though, that Schwartz was the one saying, 
you know, it's it, it's better that you do this now than 15 years down the line. You wake up and you realize you hate each other. Yeah, like, me thinking like, look that's at the man gonna, in the yeah, mirror. That's what's going to happen with you and Katie. But like, whatever. I, I have to say I had a definitely a different reaction to this. Really? I was not as emotional. I felt like so proud of Raquel because I think she finally found her power. And I think James has been keeping him under her under his thumb for a very long time. And you could tell that it has taken every part of her being to have this conversation, to break away from this relationship and become her own person. I agree. And I have to agree with Charlie. James is not taking any responsibility for his part. It felt like it's her family never liked me. There was always this like called over my shoulder. No one likes me. I, you know, I tried to do the no drinking. I tried to get sober. It's never, he, he doesn't get it yet. And the fact, and I want to say this is like outside of the show, but the fact that he's like completely moved on and doing his own whole thing right now. And Raquel's still recovering and trying to heal and move from this shows really that this was more of like, he saw the pretty thing in the mirror, the stuff about the nose being like, if that, if the nose, what do you think that's going to do to me? This has been all about James 100%. And I think more so than his drinking needs to get under, he needs to stop being a narcissist. And he needs to realize that in a relationship, there are two people. And if you put someone under your thumb and make it all about you and make her so much more insecure, even though you're like doing the, you know, you're being supportive in some ways and you're helping her with her stuff and this, it's the small digs that she's going to cling to and understand and remember. So I was not crying at all. I was more so, so proud of Raquel. She has completely done a 180 in my mind. I used to hate Raquel. I used to think she was a stupid bimbo. I used to say it on the podcast all the time. I am so freaking proud of her, and I'm so glad of her for standing up to this narcissistic troll, which is what he is and what he continues to be. I don't care what this facade he's putting on, and I think everyone is starting to realize that. Sorry, that's my point. Okay, cool. <laughs> done. Done. <laughs> yeah. My rant about ja- James is done. I just think he's another, I think he's another Jax Taylor, which was brought up on this reunion. Great. <laughs> uh, I agree with you about the Raquel stuff. Um, I think I just, um, I look at James through the perspective of watching an addict and an alcoholic uh, losing control. Okay. So I just see it a little differently, but. I agree. Um, Sandoval, I felt bad for him because all that money went down the drain in terms of the Raquel and, and he James brought engagement. it up and he tried to play it off like he was cool with it and be like, no, it's OK, man. But he was like, oh, I'm just thinking about all the money we spent. Yeah. I mean, I, I did feel bad for him. But again, it's like that's who Sandoval is. He likes to give and do stuff like that. So he wasn't that upset. Well, you know what James should do is he should take that Bitcoin he's going to get back from that ring and give it to Sandoval. Yeah, Totally. <laughs> Um, and then, you know, again, this, I don't think this reunion helped Brock at all. You mean Rob? Oh, I mean Brock. Uh, That was great. (laughs) That was amazing. Um, I just, I just think Brock is a, an asshole. I just, I, oh my God though. Wait, real quick. When Sheena talked about how she had preeclampsia, did you not think of Sybil from, uh, from Downton Abbey? Oh, Lady Sybil from Downton Abbey God, died of preeclampsia, and I literally up. was like, "Oh my God, Sheena could have been Lady Sybil." No, it's and I just want to say, everyone gives Sheena such a hard time, but realizing that that was her pregnancy story, Summer Moon got COVID. Yeah, Sheena has been through the ringer this year. Let her have a moment just to explain to her friends, 
I had this thing. Like I, I still don't get why people were so mad that Sheena. Again, I think more. I think people are more incensed with Brock. They're more frustrated with him. I do not want. I don't think that. I I think Sheena's getting the brunch because they're a couple and they are a pair. That's just how how it goes sometimes. But I think more people are annoyed with Brock because he. And I'm sorry, Lisa sat there the whole time kind of calling Brock out. And, and she's like, I don't know. I love Lisa. She was like, I've got your number, sir. Like, you have all this money. Why aren't you throwing it at the problem with your kids and with your ex-wife? Like, why aren't you trying to solve that so that you don't bring it into your new relationship with Sheena? Like, why is it, you know, why just it, yeah. his thinking and his logic is very backwards. His priorities, I think, are all over the place. I... Yeah, I just, I feel for Sheena. I still like her a lot. I have a really big problem with Brock. He's yeah. got a lot of mistakes and a lot of uh, making up to do next season because they're going to be, of course, they're going to be around. And of course, they're going to have the wedding in Bali on the show. So that's the plan. But I, and we'll get more into it in a second when we, t- when we bring Lala into it. But I just, I just don't like Brock at all. No, I definitely think I have to agree with you. I think Brock is the source of the issue for all of, Sheena's Sheena's problems but I I do think that she is trying to actively work with him and I do think that part of him is trying to be better it seems but I also do like think that he was thrown up against the wall for this this is his first reunion like Andy said you're the first partner of Sheena to be in the entire reunion yeah you're on this thing and I think he came with his, you know, defenses up because he was going to have to go against James. He was going to go up against Lolly. He was going to go out against Lisa, Katie, everyone. So uh, who knows? I mean, there are some things about him that I'm still not 100% sure that I believe him on. Well, I'm but... sorry. Like, we'll say, yeah, we'll, I'll just talk more about Brock and Sheena since we're already talking about it. But, like, I'm sorry. I absolutely think he knew who she – I absolutely do think he knew who she was. Yeah. Also, I, they met at Life is Beautiful. I could tell at that. And I was like, I was at that festival, too. I, exactly. <laughs> I like, I, I'm sorry. But, you know, and then it was so weird when 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 – uh, Andy asked him about his backstory and how he came to the U.S. He kind of gave a look to the camera, like who's why it was. It was. It seemed like a paranoid, like, oh god, like I gotta get my story right because like the cameras are on and they're watching. And I, I just, I think he's shady. And all of his side comments to Lala when Lala was talking about all of her Randall stuff, like you have no leg to stand on. If you're talking about relationships and being responsible and and standing by your partner and like not messing with stuff like that, like you have no leg to stand on, sir. You have an entire life that you left behind. I don't know. I just think that he's an opportunist. I think that he did know Sheena. I think the reason why I'm sure he is in love with her and he fell in love and like, he's totally down to go all in with her. But like the fact that she has all these followers and all this money and all of this fame and this, celebrity I think it's a bonus and the green card now that he's gonna get like I'm sorry I think I think that you know Brock had dollar signs in his eyes yeah and I don't think I don't I yes do I think he fell in love with Sheena sure but I don't think that any I don't think the opportunistic kind of you know ding 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 that went off at his head when he first met her I don't think that's gone away I just don't period I I mean I have to agree a hundred percent like I definitely think there are some ulterior motives with Brock but I do think hopefully Sheena can work through those. Maybe we bring the family back from Australia into the picture in some sense. Like he kind of makes more of an effort. I well, don't know. I bet you they went home and Sheena was like, okay, we're pivoting. 
we're, you're going to do everything you fucking can to pay off this fucking child support thing. And we're, we're done. We're getting this. Oh, like, I don't want this following us anymore. We're going to pay off all your child support. We're going to wrap that in a bow and we're going to set up visitation stuff. Like we're getting this all settled so that I don't have to hear about this anymore. Yeah. I think, I think she knows. I would do the same way thing too much to her. I would do the same thing. I would be like, if this is ha- the only thing that's hanging over our head in our relationship that people are going to be coming after us for, let's fix it. Yeah. Let's just get it over with. Um, were you as frustrated as I was when they did a virtual tour of Schwartz and Sandy's and it looked exactly the fucking same? <laughs> I was like, there is no problem. So you demoed the tile and then you're just explaining what you're going to do for the rest of it. It just was like, <laughs> what are you guys doing? I don't know. I wish I just, and I know I've said this so many times, guys, I'm sorry. I keep repeating myself, but I just want someone to call Schwartz out and say, Katie and Sandoval, the reason why you two fight all the time is because you are best friends and you are married to a fucking deadbeat. You are married to a child, a man child who doesn't take any responsibility for his own actions. He has no backbone. He has no gut. And he just want he just wants Katie to fucking wipe his ass and change his diaper and wants Sandoval to burp him all the time. That's all he wants. He yeah. wants to be taken care of and mommied and daddied all the live long day. And I just wish a friend would call that out and say, Schwartz, you need to go to therapy and just put your big boy pants on and deal with your life because it's destroying Katie. It's starting to destroy Sandoval. And like, I, I, you know, Sandoval can be a lot and can be, you know, Sandoval, but he's only, or he's only overcompensating because you're such a fucking deadbeat Schwartz. It's so frustrating that no one is saying anything about it. I I completely agree. And I think that they don't even, I don't even think they, this is going to be so, so bad, but I don't even think they see Schwartz as like a person. He's like the dog, like the golden retriever that they bring around and they're like, well, it's just Schwartz. And it's like, no, you have to hold him to the fire at some point and be like, I mean, lest we forget, he was like on pills and blacking out and possibly hooking up with other girls like two seasons ago and everyone just blew it over because they're like, oh, well, we don't know. And it's Schwartz. Lest we forget he didn't get the marriage license stuff done at all. And they, I'm, I'm hoping that ended they're up married. Finished, yeah, that they're actually sure? married. But I also was like, and I love that Raquel of all people was the one that pointed out that Katie and Schwartz's relationship is different than Arianda and Sandoval's. Yeah. I'm sorry. Like, and I understand where Ariana's coming from to a certain extent, but legally speaking, Lala pointed it out perfectly. A judge is not going to give a shit about your feelings. Yeah. A judge is only going to care about what's written down in paper and signed, sealed, delivered, signed, sealed, delivered and notarized. Like, yeah, that's it. Because at the end of the day, I mean, I loved Raquel being, yeah, like in a business, when you're married to someone, like their business is your business. Like you if something happens to, to Schwartz, Katie's fucked. Yeah. If something happens to you, Sandoval, Ariana walks away scot-free. Exactly. Nothing happens to her. Lisa also brought that up at the very beginning of the season. Yes. And everyone glossed over it. But it's like, let's be real. Ariana can't act like she has the same say and all of this in the relationship when literally... Katie's finances in life is on the line with Schwartz. Yeah, a hundred percent. So she a hundred percent has a, a right to say and do stuff and be a part of the process. But I'm glad that Katie's out from under that now and she's doing her own thing with Ariana because let the boys drown. Honestly, at this point, let them fuck up. Get Lisa to invest in you. Take Lisa's advice. Make something about her blow up and take care of your men because they're just too proud to ask for help. Well, and the thing is, is Lisa's always known that Katie is really the star of Sir Everything. She was Lisa Vanderpump's assistant. She's the one that she goes to. Like, I think Lisa really respects Katie and understands who she is. And I feel like her giving the, the stuff to Schwartz and Sandy, the Tom Tom, just because they're the, the bigger stars and, you know, it was a better name and all of that. I think she kind of, 
I think she feels bad and I think she's going to be a big time investor in something about her because I really do think she sees a lot in Katie. We see a lot in Ariana too. I do think there's a lot there, but I more so I, I want Katie to succeed. I really feel like it's Katie's time. I agree. I agree. Um, I guess the only other thing we have to talk about is Lala and Randall, right? So yeah, here's my thing about Lala and Randall. This is all I'm going to say is exactly what Lisa did. You lose them the way you get them. And like at the end of the day, she was, she was bamboozled by this man who is not a good guy. He is a cheater. He is a schemer. He is a rat. He has not had a successful movie. Let's be real. Like Gotti flopped. Who knows what else he's working on? Some random other stuff. He made me laugh when she was like, yeah, like he would be gone for like two months at a time. Like what wife would let his or her husband like go away for such long periods of time? And literally they cut to 20 minutes earlier when Lala was like, yeah, like he would just be gone all the time and saying he was for work and I believed in him and trusted him. And it was like, can't you put two and two together, Lala? I feel so bad for her, but like. I just, <sighs> but I do understand why she would think it was different because there's a child. No, he had two he, kids with his Amber children. No, I know. But like, I, 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 I think in her mind, she felt secure knowing that we, they were having a child together and that what he did with his, Amber. Uh, his first wife was his past. So I get, and when you're in that kind of relationship, you have rose colored glasses on and you think that you're going to be the one that changes him. You think you're going to be the one that corrects the course. So I get, I do understand, but I also just go, God, girl, like, you know, and I think she feels really foolish too. I felt really bad for her. I think she felt really embarrassed. I thought it was really cool of her though, to admit that she was wrong and also cool to admit that she like, you know, as much as she doesn't like a lot of things about Brock that like at the very end of the day, he is uh, there for Sheena, at least right now. And Randall hasn't been there for Lala. So, I you mean, know. I was, I was shocked to remember when they showed that clip where he's like, yeah, this is my first time ever doing diapers. And it's like, how old is this kid? Four 50 something. Yeah. Oh, wait, the kid. Oh yeah. Randall, oh. <laughs> Randall, that kid is 50. No, Ocean's uh, a year old, almost a year old now at this point. Wild to me. But also there could be babies on the way for Ariana and Sandoval. I know. I loved hearing I that. I loved that Ariana. Um, it's just a good insurance policy. Yeah. If you are healthy and you have healthy eggs, freeze them gives you time and if you have the money gives you too. Options. there's yeah. a lot of yeah of you have to be able to you know pay rent for those eggs right absolutely <laughs> if you're able to do that like that's really great because it just gives you time gives you options uh so yay i mean i again i think there's so much here that's gonna carry us over into another season mm-hmm. and i think that they are going to bring some other people in maybe bring some people back um i'm not worried about vanderpump yeah, neither am I. I'm really ready for Raquel season next. And I'm also ready for Lisa and Yolanda to come back to Beverly Hills. I hear that's happening, right? Maybe. Where did you hear that? I heard a rumor that Yolanda and Lisa were possibly coming back. That's a wishful rumor. That's like everyone wishing that it was going to be Nene Leakes and Erica Jane on Big Celebrity Big Brother. And we got, we got Cynthia and Teddy. I'm so pissed. I thought that that picture that was sent out of the of the cast like a week ago was it. And it's not. It's no fucking, Tiffany it's Pollard. It's all a fucking Todrick Hall. Yeah, I'm sorry. Vomit. Like that. I feel like what a red herring. I'm so pissed. <laughs> I can't believe I fell for it though. I'm rooting for Lamar. That's all I gotta say. Oh gosh. Well, thank you for doing this today. I feel much better. Thank you, and thank you for listening to my rant about James Kennedy. I know you got a soft spot for him, but 
No, I don't. I don't. Tiger doesn't change. I don't necessarily disagree with a lot of what you said, but I just think I have a different lens. You do have more compassion for him than I do. Maybe and maybe and maybe I shouldn't. Uh, But again, everything you said about Raquel, I I put a huge one hundred percent agreement stamp on that. But I'll believe it when I see it, and that's fair. All right. Well, we're very excited for next week and our. We should have, uh, whatchamacallit, Jersey on the docket. Jersey. And OC will be back. We are going to be catching up with Miami and then yes. have a full report on that. Which I heard that their reunion looks are fuego. They're way better than fucking Salt Lake City. Yeah, we don't want to talk about Velvet Salt Lake City. Velvet and Feathers. Give we me a don't break. talk about Salt Lake. No, no. Oh, is it a little Encanto? Yeah, a little Encanto. Oh, Jesus. Okay. All right, y'all. If you already. <laughs> Are subscribed, you don't need to do this, but if you haven't subscribed yet, make sure you go to SoundCloud, Stitcher, Google Play Music, iTunes, or Spotify. Hit that subscribe button, like, rate, review. It helps us out a ton. And make sure you follow us on social media. Social media. <laughs> follow us on social media <laughs> by searching at Hot and Bravo. That's H-O-T in B-R-A-V-O-D. I got the slurry slurs today. Let's get out of here. Thanks, y'all. Adios.